Broadcast Network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good game, TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Hi, everybody. Welcome to The Ultimate Fighter, Season 21, Episode 4. I'm Suri Serrano, and we are very excited about the guests that we have on today's show. But first, I'm going to introduce my co-host to my left, Jared Gilkerson. Hi, I'm Jared Gilkerson, at Gilkerson Radio on Twitter. Great to be here. Yeah, awesome to have you. And over on the other side of the table, Mr. J. Tan. Hey, lady. Hi. How are you? All right, I'm good. <laughs> and next to you, Alexis Torres. Hey, everybody. You can find me where all Alexis Torreses are sold at atorres890. <laughs> <laughs> all right. And then joining us from Florida via Skype is American Top Team's uh, Mr. Nathan Coy. Are you there on the line? Thank you so much for joining us and taking time out of your schedule. Absolutely. Anything for the MMA fans. Yay! We love it. Well, we're going to dive right in. This episode started off, uh, you know, in the American Top Team's locker room post another loss. What, you know, I got to ask you, what was the morale of the team that we necessarily didn't see uh, on camera? Were you guys down? Were you feeling low? You know, was there anything that we weren't seeing? Uh, surprisingly not. No, I felt like our team was very optimistic, even at the lowest of the show. You know, uh, we definitely lost some matches in a row, some fights. And and uh, for some reason, I vouch for myself speaking that I just never lost hope. And I it just isn't in our nature as fighters, you know. So I think uh, the morale is good, you know. I, you know, we train every day. We're used to adversity, and we're just ready to uh, continue to move forward, you know. Uh, I think uh, you have to be, as a fighter, you know, you can't uh, can't ever not be positive. Especially that wrestling mentality that you've got there, Nate, coming from, uh, you know, of course, uh, Oregon NCAA uh, champion and, the wrestling legacy you kind of never say die and just go on to the next day right yeah there's worse things to do in life man uh, <laughs> getting in a cage and performing in front of people who want to watch a fight's pretty cool uh no problems at all you know uh it's get knocked down you just get back up so uh, i think at this point we're we're down but we're not out on last night's episode nate uh the Blackzillians thought that you were definitely the next up. Uh, they said that you know you were cutting weight and that you were really thin, and they were sold that you were the next to fight. Uh, on the show and just for your career, are you always really close to fight weight, and or were you trying to maybe be a decoy for your team? I wish I was that tr- tr- you know involve trickery that well, but I, <laughs> I can't. No, it's uh, I'm a I'm a light welterweight it's not that i'm so much light it's i'm lean uh the weight's perfect for me i only really have to cut the water weight to get down there so what appears uh that i'm always slim is just with my lifestyle man i get it out the gym a lot but uh no i'm just always ready to fight you weren't the only one cutting the water weight on that uh that episode um 
When creepy Steve, I mean, we'll, we'll get into the broad strokes in a second here, but uh, cutting to the other big storyline of uh, of the episode, uh, Steve Montgomery having some problems cutting weight there and supposedly overloading on his water, not enough electrolytes, and uh, leading to that seizure in the middle of uh, middle of the episode. What uh, what can you tell us about that episode? And you know, compared to what we saw on on TV, was that pretty much? Yeah, it was, he was, he was way, cutting down for it. It was way worse live. It was, uh, yeah. I was in his room. We, we were roommates, and uh, Steve Montgomery is my brother. So, uh, you know, yeah, it was unrealistic. Uh, what just what happened in front of you? you uh, yeah, I thought for a moment he was going to die. I really did. And uh, so, yeah, um, but it had nothing to do. Yeah, like you know, he cut some weight, so he was dehydrating himself, uh, or he was getting ready to. He's overloading on water. I don't know the whole uh, why the the seizure happened. Uh, I just know that in the moment it happened, you react and uh, you just care for somebody and you want the best. And that's really all that was taking place at the time and hoping for his safety. And it turns out he's very healthy. You know, he took a lot of medical tests to even get on the show. Afterwards, he took plenty of medical tests. He's completely healthy and ready to fight. And what I love about Steve is he's a go-getter. You know, he's got a great attitude, and he, he's always down for the cause. He's down for the fight. And I would have loved to have seen him perform in front of a national audience like that. But uh, he'll he'll come back stronger. That's the nice thing about that guy. Talk about adversity. No, nothing will knock him down. He'll keep moving forward. You know? For sure. I have a question. You know, for, for do you think... I mean, weight cutting is such a serious thing, and there's there could potentially, obviously, be a lot of issues and problems. Do you think a lot of fighters are knowledgeable about, you know, the the potential serious side effects of it? Yeah, absolutely. I, I just don't see how cutting weights even is necessary as people are making it. I know a lot of people cut quite a bit of weight, more than just the water weight. You know, they're uh, taking less calorie intake. Um, so they're eating less as they're training, you know, basically starving themselves to make weight. And it's just unhealthy. It's not necessary either because the weight class below you, they're generally a little faster. You may have a little bit of strength. But there's ups and there's bonuses to everything, you know. It's not always going to be perfect, you know. I just rather see people live a healthy lifestyle, eat healthy, uh, drink a lot of water, train hard, and uh, – be close to your, your walking weight. But, you know, these weight categories are 20 pounds apart. Some people are going to be a little bit smaller than other guys. But uh, that's where training comes in. You know, you got to train hard and be ready for anything. Well, I know that you said that, you know, Creepy Steve usually is a very strong person. But the also thing that I was curious about was your uh, your name, Soul Force. And I wanted to know where that came from and how yeah. that was inspired. Uh, yeah, the name came from... Um, I was uh, interested in uh, Mahatma Gandhi. He was um, kind of interesting, uh, but it was more of um, a way of living. It's actually a practice that's uh, the, the principles of, the, of that practice are very uh, focused. Very, it's it was a little deeper, and I initially thought I just liked the name Soul Force, you know, Satyagraha. I, I like the principles behind it, but um, I just took to it. Just I like. Uh, you know, just like what it stood for and meant, and I like the way it sounded. You know, I feel like we've got the modern day uh, Star Lord or the the real life Star Lord here. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> what tough I was tough guy saying, yeah. human that just hey, call me Soul Force, man. <laughs> <laughs> Soul Force, never mind. Just <laughs> you want to be a comic book hero after fighting, maybe? Hell, 
Uh, anything that would make it easier uh, to secure the financial benefits of my family. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Going into the episode last night uh, and then the episode before with all the sauna drama and all that BS, uh, it, it looked like to me, at least on television, that you were taking the role as you know, a veteran leader of ATT. I mean, there are plenty of guys who have been around. Uh, you've been around for a while. Uh, did you, once you knew the nine other guys you were going to be with in the house and on your team, did you immediately think, okay, I'm going to step up and I'm going to be a leader of this team? Uh, no. I, I think that's already ingrained in me. I think it's ingrained in all us fighters. I do have probably the most experience with competition. And so naturally, I think I, you know, at this point, I could be a good leader, mostly a good leader by example. Um, yeah, you know, I understand where uh, that dude was coming from. You know, he's he's looking out for his team, and so he came in there and tried to make things difficult for our guy. Why not? It's competition. But yeah, you had to stand your ground. I thought in, in any situation where you might feel like you're getting. Uh, slide it a bit, you know, and I just, uh, you know, I don't take the people just, uh, you know, getting tough for no necessary reason, and I felt like that's what he was doing. I'll always stand up for that, no matter who you are, no matter how bad you are, you know, I'm always down for a fight, you know. There's something to be said for, uh, I almost want to say it's it's in the water, you know, Nathan comes from, prior to AT&T, AT&T. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yes. You know what? This this has got to be a drinking game with this season, I think. We're still several episodes in. Every time somebody says AT&T, we should be forced to take a drink. Or at least I should in this case. Leave me just out of this. Yeah, I wish. But, uh, so, you know, team quest. Yeah, yeah. The, uh, the, the legacy, though. Nathan's legacy comes back prior to... ATT. He was training for a long time. Started his career in in Oregon with uh, Team Quest, and of course, correct me if I'm wrong, but a lot of those guys. Uh, I mean, the team that you were training with, um, Randy Couture, Matt Lindland, Robert Fallis. Uh, I think Chael Sonnen was still up there at that point. He was. Uh, yeah. You fought on on their super fights shows, um, yep. the, the regional uh, fights there a couple of times. Talk about the the switch from from something like Team Quest to to AT and T. I mean, if nothing else, the climate is a big difference from Oregon to Florida, right? Absolutely. Yeah. What, was it uh, was it tough to make the transition, or what was that like? No, it was not tough to make the transition from Team Quest to America Top Team, only because I prior to Team Quest was at Olympic Training Center. Prior to that was at mm-hmm. Oregon State in their wrestling program. I've uh, been around. The difference between Team Quest and America Top Team is I think a lot of the fighters at, at Team Quest believed in the concept of where American Top Team is at now. I know that American Top Team has had their growing pains too, and that's what happens when you're around the, the sport for over a decade. You know, you're going to have bumps and ups and downs. But, uh, yeah, so it was hard to, like, relay that message where I think the team should be and where it can, is capable and other fighters as well, bringing that to management, to the owner's uh, table. It just never really worked out. Uh, some areas we thought we could uh, be better at, we just weren't doing it. I came down here to uh, help out um, Pitbull in a training camp, and um, mm-hmm. I just I loved everything about it. And uh, we had great training partners at Team Quest and a room full of studs. But even, I mean, down here it's ridiculous. I mean, people from all over the world who have this simple goal of being number one. And the, mm-hmm. just, we got a collection of people from all over the world coming here to, to be their best. And it's just a phenomenal atmosphere. 
I love every bit of it, and it's only getting better. You know, guys, the, the cream is rising, and then it's solidifying more and better. And I'm I'm hopeful for the next few years and the future. You know, I think we have some young guys that are going to make a major statement in the sport. You know, just got to re- relax, not let the pressure get to you, and just fight like they're capable. Because I see some great things happening. So, mm-hmm. just got to go do it. Awesome. A lot of these, uh, I guess we could kind of transition into last night's episode a little bit. And a lot of these guys, you know, are capable and have a big future ahead of them. And I guess yeah. I had one question just before, just before the fight on how everything was picked. Uh, it seemed like they were, uh, it seemed like Dan and a few of the other coaches were alluding that a lot of the guys were hurt, uh, early. You know, they said that Grillo, you know, he's hurt. He still can't get it done. Hyder has hand issues. Um, did it seem like you guys had a smaller pool of, of fighters to choose from than the Black Zillions? I can't speak for Black Zillions, you know, but we're, and it wasn't, <clears throat> it was just bad timing, just injuries that were, had happened prior to the show even starting. You know, it's just that was the time frame. This is the date of the, the show. Get on there and fight. And if you had injuries, you had to deal with them. If you let the public know, or you, you know, there's an injury that might have caused you problems. You really couldn't get it looked at because if it was serious, they could take you off the, uh, out of the show. So, uh, you know, but that's just the fight game. You just persevere. You keep moving forward. I'm, injuries are going to happen. I'm sure everybody's injured. But I think what we're seeing with the uh, closeness in these fights is, um, and this isn't being talked about, but this, uh, you know, you, there's two teams with eight very good fighters on each side, and, and the, they're very good fighters. And what's happening is all their, there's no big advantages except for that second fight where uh, Uros got held down by a better grappler. But, um, it's very even across the board, all around good fighters. There's no area you can pick on and really get on a guy, and it's causing these fights that are, are close. And then the pressure, too, is some of these guys haven't been able to persevere through the pressure. But these are very good fighters you know, on both these squads, and uh, in a matter of time, it will be represented. Nathan, what did you think of this fight that was shown between Carrington and Saba? Did you think... I- I thought it was a good fight, you know. Um, I thought it finally we're starting to get a little momentum as far as fighting the way we want to fight. Um, I thought he could have done a little bit more, only because Sabah is very, very good. He's he he is intent to hurt you when he fights. He he's a finisher. He's good everywhere. He just was pull, He wasn't pulling the trigger. Um, and is you know that's the weird thing about the mental approach to the sport. If you're thinking about a guy's takedowns or you think about what he's doing, it's going to mess you up on what you're trying to do. And I think he got caught up in that a little bit. But the day he decides to open up, uh, he's going to be a handful for anybody. I guarantee that. So I just hope he can do what he does in the room under the lights. And I'm sure he will. You know, Give him a chance. Let him do it. Speaking of lights, I want to know, you know, obviously every week you guys have been down. Are is your team intimidated? Have the, at least the fighters that have fought so far been intimidated by the lights and the cameras and the raucous environment? Even if they said they weren't, they had to be affected by it. I was affected by it walking in there, having almost three decades of competition. I was blown away by that <laughs> small atmosphere, how electric it was. It was. You had two teams, and they both wanted to win so badly that you could just feel it, man. And, um, yeah, I think it I think it might have bottled some guys up a little bit, but 
That's interesting. You know, you go, you fight to win, you know, but sometimes yeah. you fight not to lose, and I think that was some of the problem. Uh, it it seems like it. That makes sense. Answers that question. Yeah, yeah. I was wondering, especially, you know, you're not, I mean, you're one of the more veteran guys of both squads, but I would think that, I mean, most of these guys have fought on uh, on televised shows, you know, either regionally or nationally, so it kind of surprised me that yeah. guys of the caliber of of being on this season, of, of any season of Tough, you know, would would short circuit like that, but I guess uh, not not quite stage fright, but more stage fright from perfor- lack of performance in front of Dana and Fertitta, the Fertitta brothers, is something it's like that. Do you think? More poor not to lose than to win. Yeah, it's true. That's it, man. Um, that's what the case is a lot of times in competition, man, with a lot of people. Anything that you can tease us coming up. This season is anything? Is there anything that you're uh... like any finishes? Deserve a tease. You guys need some uh, <laughs> some form of hope, man. Form of hope. I need it, man. This is hard. Uh, reliving some of this. This is uh, hmm. this actually sucks, man. <laughs> you know, you know, <laughs> you know, you, I mean, it does, man. I you know I have such high regards for my teammates, man. That I feel like we could. I honestly believe at some point in time we could have uh, you know the top ten ranked fighters in each weight class you know that's what i'm hoping for at america top team and we just gotta let it fly you know i know you can't release so results I, hey hang in there keep watching <laughs> that's right we will do you think that we're actually going to see any uh, finishes this season i don't say that uh snarkily but you know it's yeah for yeah. sure i mean that's another nice. bummer is man we're all training to finish and it just doesn't happen as easy as you think it's going to happen in your mind but um mm-hmm. These guys are trending to finish them. Yeah, it's just a weird thing. But, yeah, I'm sure there'll be a finish. There has to be, right? There's, what, eight more fights? I mean, probability <laughs> has to be pretty good that they're contending. He says, I, I think there, has, there to has to be. You know. Nice. Oh, yeah. gosh, that's awesome. Well played, Soul Force. <laughs> uh, Nathan, I want to thank you again so much for taking time out of your schedule to join us today. We certainly all appreciate having you on and, and getting your insight. Yeah, I appreciate you guys seeking my, uh, you know, my insight, so. Yeah. Thank you guys very much. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Take, Take care. care. We'll talk soon. Great time, too, okay? So just let me know. All right. Oh, awesome. Thank you. Well, Sweet. Wow. That was cool. Yeah. That was really cool. I, I know. What a great doll. I, like, no, I know. I was just this close okay, about asking about the playhouse. Those are calls. Is that mine? Are you guys, I, I have, like, I know, Jay, you don't seem very surprised, but, I, I mean, by this, but I, I'm not surprised by his response about the lights and the cameras. I mean, mm-hmm. that environment is so loud, and that's on TV. So yeah. you know, in person, it's like insane. And not everybody—I mean, just from performing on stage myself—not mm-hmm. everybody can handle. Yeah, your mind. You know what I mean? Your mind—it's your mind has to get stronger. My friend Uriah Hall is a perfect example of that. He had to get strong. You know what I mean? Lock yeah, things out, and but all of these guys have fought on big shows before, or at least big regional shows. I mean, I've done. I've, I've done pro wrestling in front of a hundred people, but, might but not have you been get over loud, that, you know? right? Well, I don't think the loudness, though. I mean, Grant, a lot of guys will say, regardless of what show you're on, um, you get in the cage. A lot of some guys just can't hear their cornermen. Same as boxing, you mm-hmm. know. Oh yeah, there's no way levels. they could hear things. I mean, yeah, there's no way. No there was so right. loud. It was so. I mean, you're talking cameras everywhere. You got right. Dana Lorenzo. I mean, every the but, pressure of that. But you're also a trained fighter yes. at a top national, I agree. international gym. You got on there because they believed that you were that good, deserved to be on there. You should believe that as well. Uh, that's why it does surprise me. I'm, I'm sure I would wilt in that scenario, but <laughs> in the same, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, but at the same time, imagining you wilt. Well, case, yeah. <laughs> 
case in point, four of us here, you know, in this studio here, we've got a bunch of lights. Nobody's yelling at us or anything, but people are yelling at us. Mark is, Mark is yelling at yeah. us. Yeah, or, or soon to yell at us. Joe Boza oh, by, uh, Joe by the internet. But, um, <laughs> you know, I would think that that's something, that's something that you have to overcome. Um, on our, our amateur shows, I tell this to guys. I mean, there is, I get it, the lights and the excitement and everything. But that is, if you're going to be a performer, if you're going to do anything on stage in front of a crowd, you've got to get used to that, you know? And that's just, it. You've, well, I think that's one of the first things that has to be, you have to get over that hump. I mean, in ath- athletes in, in any sport, and I know, you know, talking specifically about mine, there's things that you can teach fighters and there's things, I mean, yeah. athletes, and there's some that you can't, that just don't have it, that can turn it on when yeah. it counts. Because at the end of the day, that's like, that's the, that was their moment. These lot, you know what I mean? A lot of these guys just don't want to be the person who gets, oh, you got knocked out on season 21 yeah. of Tough Enough. <laughs> True. Oh, Dana was sitting rings, you know, oct- octagon side but, or whatever you call it. I have to, even though it, yes, it does suck, but at the same time, you came here to show what you can show. Mm-hmm. Even if you got knocked out, you can say, hey, I got knocked out, but I fought for it. And that's yep. what kind of made me upset about this fight was that they just were so hesitant in, in their own heads of, I don't want to yeah. get hit. I'm with you, Alexis. I, I agree with Dana White on, on that. Yeah. On that the fight end result too. is now you've got Dana talking trash about your exactly. Those guys sucked. Granted, yeah. he talks a lot of trash. I think yeah, he just sat down at the end of the show but and said, can you just go over like the eight matches that sucked and then just we're going to have a sit-down interview and you're just going to crank it out. Yeah. <laughs> I mean... I, I would much rather get knocked out in a... It, it, ugly... You know, yeah. in front of Dana, then for him to say you had a shitty match. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. that's true. I completely agree. <laughs> well, we have to welcome our second guest of the night, American Top Team Sabah Hamasi. Are you there? I'm there. Hi, how are you? Good, how about you? We are great. Thank you so much. I know that you were training tonight. I appreciate you taking time out of your busy schedule to join us and discuss this week's episode. Um, no yeah, where do you guys want to start? Let's start breaking down this fight here. Let's get right into it. Yeah. Take it, Jared. It. Yeah, it's, uh, I, I can just, we'll probably all go through it. Uh, I scored the fight for you. I'm not just sucking up. <laughs> um, I thought it was very close. Uh, we could go round by round, but I guess we could just, what were your thoughts as a whole on this fight? I guess going in, you know, uh, Carrington style, and then what was your, what was your strategy going in, I guess, before the first round? Uh, I mean, strategy really was just to stuff his takedowns and make it a brawl. Um, I just had to be technical with him. I can't just go throw haymakers because, you know, that's his opportunity to, uh, change levels and take me down. So, uh, I did have to be cautious of his takedowns. Um, but uh, other than that, man, I was uh, I was in shape and I was ready to go. There's really no excuses. Uh, I, you know, I was talking to one of my coaches today, and he told me that that was me fighting at 30. percent He's like, that was 30 percent of what you could do, and you know, he's right. I, you know, just sat back and could have done a lot more. Um, I mean, I still believe I won the fight, but uh, you know, that should have never went to decision. I could have really pushed the pace and done a lot more than I did. Why didn't you do more? What what was going on? Man, honestly, I uh, couldn't tell you. I think uh, in the back of my mind, I was just waiting for him to shoot, <laughs> which was, you know, stupid on my part. So, um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like I said, I paid the price for it, right? The judges went with the other way, so that's my fault. <laughs> did the judges end up giving you, you guys uh, scores 
because uh, I noticed they didn't say it on the we show. Didn't itself. Get any scores, didn't and, get a score. Uh, I kind of want to know what the scores were, but yeah. we didn't get any. Yeah, that's how I felt about it. I uh, I gave Banks the first round. All of them really were quite close. The only decisive ones, uh, Banks, I thought got the first, but by a hair. Uh, and then I gave you, uh, you the third. Um, specifically for just, I think, a little bit more activity, um, you know, landing with the jabs, uh, three kicks at the at the top. The, the second round was the hardest one for me to score. Um, I listened to you when you were doing uh, Tough Talk last night. I agree with you. There was, Banks had a lot of takedowns throughout the whole uh, throughout the whole match. And even takedowns is kind of a liberal thing because he would get you to the ground, but it, it certainly wasn't like he had a lot of control on you. A lot of time you were up really fast. Um, he didn't get top control at any point yeah, at all. He slipped off. You know, they were barely. Uh, well, you know, I don't mean to cut you off. You know what no. that fight kind of reminds me of? You know when Hendricks was uh, holding uh, Robbie down and he really didn't mm-hmm. do anything yeah. with it. Yeah. He was mm-hmm. just holding him. Yeah. You don't. You can't give the guy points for holding you down. That's not a fight. You know, uh, he mm-hmm. he defended the takedown most of the time, and he was even beating him up in the clinch, even against the cage. And um, yeah. you know, yeah. there was times where I was kneeing banks and mm-hmm. throwing punches and trying to make him work and move. You know, yeah. And um, so, really, in my eyes, I mean, anyone could hold someone against the cage. You're you know using all your effort to keep someone's back against the cage. Anyone can do that. That doesn't necessarily mean that you're winning the fight. That's right. not even a fight to me. It. You know? it yeah, I, I agree with you completely. I think it's only in scenarios where there's not a whole lot else going on on the feet, where you know, there's not much else to judge off of, mm-hmm. that that becomes a thing. It's kind of a visual trick to hold yeah. somebody down or a lay and pray position on top where you're not really doing anything, but it looks like you are. You'd rather be in that position than the guy on bottom, you know, or trapped. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, then but then again, even when in the center of the you know octagon, there's then it comes on me because every time I threw combinations, you know, I landed. So mm-hmm. um, me standing back again, you know, then again, it's my fault. I did watch the fight multiple times and I counted strikes and I outstruck him. I threw more punches in every round. So mm-hmm. um, I watched the fight over ten times. I watched it a bunch of times. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. you need to really watch it more than once, and, and you know, you'll see you'll see everything. No, I totally agree. Even even though, yes, I did only watch it once, I definitely was on your corner for a majority of the fight because I felt like that you really that you really did uh, strike and you did more kicks. And I feel since I've also been in this position before, where I did have a, a grappler and I am a stand up fighter, that it, usually as soon as they get me down and they just lay on top of me, they've already won the round, and it drives me insane. So I totally feel you on that one. Um, I know that we already touched on this, but like, what was your initial thoughts when you first saw the fight for the first episode? Uh, the first time I saw it, um, I you know I believe I won. I mean, at first, before I saw it, I was like, "Fuck!" Well, maybe he did win. You know, I was like, mm-hmm. maybe maybe he beat me. Um, but that was like before I saw it. But then once I saw it, you know, I mean, third round was razor close, but I didn't even think it needed to go to a third. You know, mm-hmm. I thought yeah. hands down I won first and second round. So. Um, and, you know, even third round, I believe I won that. But it could have gone either way like it did, you know, and, and Banks is the one who got his hand raised. Mm-hmm. It, it seemed like the judges were a little swayed by uh, maybe the, the, the blood. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you mentioned that yeah. on Tough Talk. And, you know, that's any yeah. fight. That's boxers. That's, you know, that's anybody. There's, there's bleeders in every sport. Uh, do you think they yeah. were swayed by that? Because uh, watching the fight, I still think you had the more accurate strikes. Mm-hmm. Um, so do you, I mean, do you think some judges can be swayed by, by blood? Uh, absolutely. I think so. Um, some judges, you know, um, will score damage, you know, 
and uh, you know he he did damage. He landed a couple jabs that cut me open. But I mean, before that fight, you take a look at my face, and you'll take a look at all the scars. I mean, I got a lot of scar tissue, so I mean, you just have to touch me, and I'll split wide open. So, um, <laughs> but it is what it is. That's a tough scenario in a combat sport, buddy. <laughs> What's that? That's a tough scenario in a combat sport. If you you can get yeah, touched I mean, that honestly, quickly. I don't give a shit if I'm bleeding. I'm still going to fight <laughs> the same way. Yeah. Uh, it is what it is. You're going to get hit, and the you know it's MMA. You got four ounce gloves on, so you're going to get cut open. Yeah. Now, when uh, when you guys rematch later on this uh, later on this season, uh, what do you do differently in the match? <laughs> Jay. <laughs> if, if we match. <laughs> Damn, I thought I could catch you. I thought I had you. Well, to kind of to kind of bounce off of that, not the rematch part, but as a person, since um, I mostly relate to you and how you fight, and how yes, I also bruise like a like a banana as well when I fight. Um, what kind of advice would you give me for someone who who's gone through this situation several times? Uh, getting cut. No, no, no! Just the, the your scenario in the fight and damage losing to yeah, damage on the face and just oh, yeah, damage to the face. Uh, you know what? I just need to be me and uh, you know just not worry about what the other guy's going to do to me. Like I was, you know, I was like waiting for him to shoot. I should just uh, let it fly. You know, perform at you know my uh, at a hundred percent and uh, more head movement, more foot movement, and just use more combinations. You know, because I could have ended that fight. We were discussing earlier uh, on the show about your teammates and your team and, and just kind of wondering, you know, that's such an insane environment, and the the screaming and kind of the lights and cameras. Did you feel intimidated at all by that? You know what? At first, I was a little overwhelmed uh, when we first moved into the house with the cameras and, um, you know, all that shit. Because, you know, you're not, no one's really used to that. But then uh, after, I don't know, a couple of days, you kind of get used to it and, uh I just took a look at the big picture and realized what I was there for. So um, at a time, it really didn't bother me. After that, a couple of days, I was like back to normal. So yeah, and he's doing the dishes in front of the cameras. You know, <laughs> I, I, I love that. I heard, I heard when he said, "I'm clean and I take care of things." I'm like, "Oh, I like this guy because he's just like, okay, who's trashing the house?" Then that's what I want to know. He's, it was the. It was honestly, it was. Um, it, it was a couple of the guys on their team, and I think it was a couple of the Brazilians. It wasn't all of them. There was a couple. Um, most of the guys were great, you know. They fucking clean up after themselves and stuff like that. But then there's a fucking bunch of them that are dirty, didn't clean mm-hmm. up, and uh, that kind of like pissed me off. It's like the last thing I want to do is fucking come home. And that's when I stop. You know, I clean up after myself. So my dishes and shit like that, I'll, I'll throw it in the dishwasher. <laughs> but anyone else's shit, I'm I'm leaving it right where it is. I'm not gonna fucking clean it. You a grown ass uh, man? Jamie. I know. I love it. He's, <laughs> getting, he's getting more heated about the yeah, dishes than, than the fight. I love it. I love it. Do the dishes. <laughs> I also liked about this fight was uh, even though yes we're only what four episodes in right mm-hmm. now that uh, every time uh, the second round and at the end of the fight you guys kind of you know shook hands embraced and things like that because even though I know that the, the biggest thing about the season is the rivalry but you guys even though you guys are still you know sportsman like and still shook hands and things like that I just wanted it's not a question I just wanted to <laughs> commemorate you on that yeah I mean uh, sportsmanship I think is important you can't be a bad sport so uh, you know, we're both in there. We want the well. same thing. We both want success. So at the end of the day, you guys are both in there and you're throwing down. So you can at least shake the guy's hand after the fight, you mm-hmm. know? How was it fighting on short notice? I mean, you had less time once uh, Steve went down. And also maybe the situation in the house when, when that all went down. How was that? Man, you know, um, I lived with Steve, um, you know, prior to that. And I've, I've experienced uh, him having a seizure. Um 
previous and, uh, to the episode. Yeah, that was yeah, that was that's the worst one I've seen, and it was it was a bit scary. Um, but uh, I kind of knew. But there's really nothing you can do when someone's seizing, you know. Uh, you just have to let them spaz out, and then once they get back to it, they're okay. Um, Pretty scary stuff. I imagine it had to be frightening in person. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm kind of. I mean, like I said, I've seen it a couple times, so I was just like, yeah, whatever. Let him, let him. He'll come back in a minute. Um, honestly, if that if if I was the first one to <laughs> to get to him, I probably would have just dragged him in the closet, let him seize up, and uh, you know, he would have just came back to life after. Little, little oh little my little. god, so that's faith in your teammate, man. Wanted, the oh last thing god. I wanted was him to get like you know sent home, which which was you know what yeah. happened. So the, it sucks, you know, because he, he's uh, I'm very close with Steve and he's a great guy and great fighter. Uh, but he's definitely going to get a shot, you know, to shine in the UFC. And when he does, you know, people are going to be like, damn, I did feel bad he's that he talented. got sent home. Um, but, but you I, know, oh. taking the fight on short notice, it wasn't uh, I was I was ready to go. I was in great shape. You know, it was just, you know, after it happened, I was in the hospital with him. And Dan Lambert told me at the, um, you know, when we were in the hospital, told me that I was fighting. So. Um, you know, I just had to change gears and, you know, there's really nothing uh, I could do about it at that point. It doesn't really bother me, you know. It's like, it's what I do on a day-to-day basis. So if I have to fight tomorrow, it's like, I, I don't, you really don't need to mentally prepare. You just go in there and do what you do. Hmm. All right. How do you, how do you, what do you, you know, Mr. White says a lot of things a lot of times. I know you talked about this on Tough Talk, but, you know, how did you take his criticisms over your fight? Uh, you know, Dana's just being Dana. Um... It is what it is, uh, you know. In in uh, you know the tournament format, especially when there's points involved, you can't. You know, when it comes down to the third round, it's like, yeah, I could have done more and been more explosive and done some crazy shit. But any like little takedown, if he would have got a takedown to flatten me out, that would have just been bad on my part, you know. So, I mean, whatever. He's just being Dana. I'll just take his <laughs> comment and, and learn from it. And you know, I I'll tell you what, I, I won't perform like that ever again. So. There you go. Have they? Uh, has the UFC told you guys anything in regards to uh, contracts for after the season? They haven't said anything to us. No, mm. no one says anything. Do you think that it's uh, it's a situation of them? I mean, they obviously know the fights and who they like and who they didn't like of the, of the whole season. Um, right. The only match outstanding still is is the finals. Um, do you know how people are getting picked for the finals and how at all that has any? Uh, um, any any relevance or effect on on who gets contracts after this season? Man, honestly, I have no idea. I just know the um, the fans pick one and uh, UFC picks one. So uh, huh. and then you know it goes from there. One but, contract uh, each, you mean? No, What's no that? contracts. Just right. I know, but the fans pick pick one, one of the fighters to fight yeah. in the finale. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, the, the fans will pick. A fight to happen. They'll pick a matchup, and then the UFC will pick a matchup. Oh, oh so two okay. matches happen. One is fan matchmaking, and the other is the promotion. Right. Interesting. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I didn't uh, understand that. Yeah. So I'm really glad somebody pointed that out. I might steal that for myself for University oh, of geez. MMA. Oh dear. Good call. This guy. So I, I had one more question just about the fight. It it seemed like by the second round, uh, both yourself and Carrington were kind of sucking wind a little bit. I, I, yeah. I don't, I, a lot of mouth, a lot of mouth, a <laughs> lot of mouth breathing, and it, it's it just. I mean, and like you said, you know, uh, your coach just said you you know your fight. You gave thirty percent of what you could in a way. Um, explain, were you tired at all in that match? I just want, I really want to know. Do you think your conditioning wasn't quite up to par for the match? No, my conditioning was there. You know, um, 
you know, you're going to get tired in a fight regardless. You just have to push through that. You know, you got to dig deep and it's all comes down to like how bad you want it, you know? So, um, obviously if I was tired, he would have been able to take me down. And, you know, like I said in the uh, interviews before, uh, he was going to fail and he did fail. You know, to me, a takedown is when you take someone down and flatten them out, have mm-hmm. control. He never had control. Agree. agree. Overall, your experience in the tough house, would you ever do it again? Would I ever do it again? You know what I missed about being in the tough house? That list. Writing some something down on that list and then just waking up the next morning and it was there. That's great. Oh, food-wise? Oh, <laughs> You're talking about food? Yeah. I mean, I mean anything. Anything you wanted. You oh, wrote it down on that list and then it was there the next day. So that's great. Man. You know, I came home and didn't shop for like a week because I forgot that I had to. Anything? <laughs> I didn't shop, man. I just like, I was like, shit. <laughs> <laughs> I think everyone would love that list. I was going to say, I was like, I need that in my life. I was going to say, that sounds like nanny stuff We should start it here at After Buzz. So, uh, I mean, would you do it again, though? That I didn't get, though? Hmm. Every day on the list, I wrote down Johnny Walker Blue Label, and I was going to save that for... uh, (laughs) If I knew where you lived, buddy, I would totally send you that. (laughs) That's so funny. So, uh, it was a positive experience overall for you? you? You would do it again? Uh, Uh, being locked up for six weeks you know it's shitty you know Um, actually it wasn't that bad it was good to disconnect for six weeks you know your phone gets taken away the only thing that really bothered me was not having music uh rarely watch tv and um i could definitely you know be away from not seeing my family and friends you know it's always good to disconnect i think um so other than that it was was good but i could disconnect on my own i don't need to be uh locked in a house you know no music. But no, that, that was I was thinking that they can have Bud Light all over the house, but you can't have music. What? <laughs> I'm sorry, you're you're breaking up. I can't oh, hear I'm sorry. You. Um, uh, we were talking about I was it last episode about the Bud Light. Yeah. yeah. And I was thinking, okay, so you can have a ton of alcohol, but you can't have music in the house. Hello, it's yeah. a reality it's, show. Uh, copyrighted. That's when people oh, start. Whatever. You all start singing on your own, right? And doing like battle ciphers. Oh, God. Oh, my God. We start singing and then they would yell at us and say that we can't sing. <laughs> because of copyright, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, jeez. Oh, so Not even an original song by yourself? <laughs> yeah. you know, I, uh, that's when that's when you start got you got to sit down with your notebook and you got to write your own music at that point. Wow. Someone has to take some pots and pans, make a little beat for you and you just That's perfect for battle rapping. So that, I know that uh, you know I'm this was very you. different from all the other tough seasons and um in past seasons it really you see who can mentally hold it together. Did you see guys do or or are we going to see guys potentially uh you know is it the mentally strong that survive or is it just a little bit different because it's teams um i think anyone who's a fighter is already mentally strong so um you know that being said i think everyone handled being in that house pretty damn well so everyone is prepared for it you know so it got to some people you'd you know you'll probably see it but you won't see it. i mean i don't know to me everyone was normal anything that you can tease us with that's upcoming um, anything to tease you with? <laughs> Knockouts. When do you guys? Nah, uh, when do you guys really. get control? Just, uh, keep watching. <laughs> Just keep watching. <laughs> That's all I could say. <laughs> he didn't hear you, Jay. Yeah, no, I don't think I'm going to get an answer. <laughs> no, <you're not> <laughs> no seriously, just uh, just <laughs> wondering when you guys uh, get control, uh, and it goes back to AT and T. AT and T. There's wow. another another shot for A-T-T. me. <laughs> another shot there. Yeah, uh, ATT. So uh, yeah, when. Uh, Episode six, episode seven, 
coming up soon, you think? You know, it, the only way for you to find out if ATT takes control is for you to watch the next episode. Damn, you're good, man. You are good. You've been doing a lot of PR. <laughs> well, now that he mentioned that real quick about the gyms, how? what's the different mindset? I mean, I would think it's kind of fun going into enemy territory and and fighting. You know, if you're at your own gym, I know there's that comfortableness you have at your gym. But how was it going from one gym to the other? Is there a real difference? Man, to me, it wasn't. Uh, it, there really was no difference. Either gym, the, the uh, environment was just crazy. It was a lot of tension. It was super loud every fight. Um, but you can put me anywhere, and I'll. It doesn't matter where we fight, you know. Um, Street fight. So it was good to have you know home gym advantage, <laughs> but uh, I just hated being in their shithole. So I just like to <laughs> take home and get a nice sauna. Though. I knew. Is there anything? Up, is there anything upcoming for you that you are allowed to talk about? Not on the show, but current, present moment. Uh, current, present moment. Um, not really. Just training. You know, that's about it. Just training. And you're not dancing anymore, are you? No, I'm not dancing anymore. By the way, I'm gonna come. I'm coming to your side on this one. I've seen a lot of uh, males dance, not as like as I haven't gone to these shows. I've, uh, I've been yeah, a pro okay. dancer sure. for what, years. What shows are you talking about? No, Jay? there's male reviews all over our <laughs> Hollywood Blaine. and everywhere. They make good money. They make really good money, and they don't. It's hey. not taking off their clothes. Like they make good uh, money. Let me, let me tell you what. Let me tell you what. I um. I did make really good money when I did it, and the only reason why I did it was because they were super flexible with uh, my schedule. You yeah. know, I didn't have to be in when I had to be in. They, they told me to come in when I can, exactly. which would be like ten thirty at night. I would work for three, four hours and make hundreds of dollars. Yep. Um, and it was super easy, and I still got to train full time. So I'm not going to sit here and, you know, I, I'm going to do what I got to do to um, meet my goals, you yep. know, and accomplish my dreams. So. I don't care, you know, so people are going to, they're going to judge me or whatever, you know, like, uh, for example, on Twitter the other day, cause I said the Brazilians were dirty in the house. So Nakahara comments, uh, saying that, Oh, who's dirty? You call them Brazilians dirty. He's like, go back to dancing or, or whatever, you know, shit like that. Stupid stuff. And, um, and then Philippe posted something. It was actually pretty funny. He like copy and pasted my face on like a Chippendales thing. There was like two <laughs> Chippendale dancers. <laughs> And he was talking some sh- some more shit, but I, I, I even liked the photo and I commented on it, like laughing and stuff. And, um, you know, it doesn't bother me, but, you know, like I said, in order for me to uh, chase my dream, I got to do what I got to do. I think it's awesome. And yeah. it was the easiest job ever, you know. Uh, I've had girls come up to me, I'm fucking fully dressed, and they would come up and tip me $100 bills. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's the real deal, man. Hey. Not the hustle. Hey, well, man, you go. Thank, we all want to thank you so much for taking time to join us. We certainly appreciate it. I know you are, you know, very busy and you had to train tonight and everything. So we certainly appreciate your insight. Thank you. That's all right. Thank you for having me. And yeah. I know that you're about to leave, but I wanted to say that uh, since you're the 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 fighter that I mostly relate to, just in general, I just wanted to say you're awesome. Aww. Appreciate it. <laughs> nice. <laughs> thank you. We'll talk to you soon. All right. Talk to you later. Take guys. care. Bye. What insight tonight? This is great. Back to back ATT guys. No, we got him specifically. He said whether it was uh, what was it in either gym? Either gym. They're going to win one match. One match at least. I wasn't trying trying to get you. I'm I'm not saying that, but he said in either gym matches were great or were exciting or something like that. So, bam! I'm calling it. 
We will see AT and T. Oh my god! You should just drop the mic right that now. That was not even intentional. Lord, guys. You should just walk out. Just walk out. This is AT American Top Team will fight on their home turf. Sponsor. It's Verizon team. I'm waiting for that. Just a total like what? I was gonna say someone yeah. should just throw that. Out. I, I, need to get, I wonder just if he was the Punisher on, on stage. That's what I wanted to ask. I know him. we were right there. Like, oh. I'm like, oh, we gotta. You might not want to know that answer. Well, that oh, well, would be a great dancer name. Oh, we're going downhill here, people. We're going downhill. We need to rate it back That's in. Uphill. <laughs> oh God. This is awkward. Uh, no, this there is- was. That was good, and and honestly, we didn't know that it was a fan pick, and then there's also that's a awesome. UFC yeah, pick, I, don't so. think, I don't think that they've announced that. that I don't think so either. So hopefully, he doesn't get in trouble for that. Sorry, no. Ryan. Yeah, that'll keep um, people watching. I think somebody uh, mentioned it, but it's not like it, we didn't know if it was confirmed right. or not because someone told that to me. That's gonna be fun. It's an interesting idea for matchmaking. Awesome. Yeah. It has potential for a horrible, horrible. This match is true. Out. Think it's gonna yeah. be the sure. owners. That oh, would yes. be so funny. I'd vote for that. Put yeah. We see something later on from them, I heard. I don't know. Not what a it fight, is. but like something. something. Horrible verbal Owner's sparring. <laughs> I really want them to be on those those inflatable things and they have like the Q tips and just like. Oh, yeah, yeah. the jousting. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like jousting. American Gladiator nice. style. Yeah. It'd be hysterical. Oh, my gosh. Well, anything else? Final thoughts? Um, the one thing I did like, even though I know a lot of people probably felt pretty lame about it, was when uh, Crazy Steve, Creepy Steve, hmm. uh, decided uh, they let him go. That I love that Dana said that it's it's about health and safety, Absolutely. not about your dream. And Great I have point. to think, yeah. And I really like that because I feel like okay, maybe in amateur and maybe local fights. You know, sometimes we don't take care of ourselves. That's 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 a thing. But if you're fighting professionally, you should know better. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Health and safety first, always, yeah. with everything. So, Love it. Great point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's all the more important, especially, I was going to say, in local, regional, and amateur shows, that kind of thing needs to, that education about health and safety really needs to trickle down. And mm-hmm. if it's not at the top level, then yeah. you got yeah. problems for everybody else below sure. that. I completely Absolutely. agree. We'll stay on that point, and I'll say I hope I see a few knockouts. <laughs> <laughs> I think these guys over there want to see them, too. Just yeah. yeah just everybody a, does. You know, a little, little more action. Little, yeah. Hope these guys push it. We got, a, we got a little snippet of it today, but I want more. <laughs> we need more. Yeah. We need more. Well, that is going to do it, do it for us today. What a great episode, talking to those guys. Um, where can everybody find you, Alexis? Like I said, you can find me where all Alexis Torreses are sold on the interwebs as a Torres 890 Also, follow me on, if you like the sound of my voice or my face, uh, to our sister network, BlackHollywoodLive.com, where I talk about geek nerd tech stuff, video game news, and everything else that's happening in pop culture. That sounded like a commercial. Right? <laughs> And speaking of, University of MMA, Fight Night 10 is going down at Club Nokia in Los Angeles on Sunday the 31st. Tickets available at U of MMA. I'll be back uh, Sunday for to cover Frankie Edgar and Uriah Faber. You can mm-hmm. find me on Twitter. That's at Gilkerson Radio. Awesome. And I'm on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Periscope at Suri Serrano. Thank you all so much for joining us. And we will see you next time. See ya. Bye. <laughs> From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz, buzz you later. Buzz you later. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.